Hey everybody, just want to let you know with the Jim Cren No Restrictions app now available on iTunes and Google Play, it's absolutely free, streams 24-7 of No Restrictions. Make it easy on just get it today. It's on iTunes and Google Play. Jim Cren No Restrictions app. Jim Cren No Restrictions with Todd DeFazio. Jim Cren, No Restrictions Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You know, I appreciate that. We're hanging out here. My favorite haunt on the south side, Bloom's Cigar. Premium cigars. Every cigar you could think of, Mark has here at Bloom's. It's very welcoming. Come on in. Sit down. Tell me you listen to Jim Cren, No Restrictions. You'll get a free cigar. How about that? You just say, hey, I listen to Jim Cren, No Restrictions. Where's my cigar, Mark? And he'll give you one. Also brought to you by Yinzer Cards. Yinzer Cards for birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, thank yous. We got them all. It's a Yinzer card. It's a Pittsburgh tribute. So you want to show love. Pittsburgh style, Yinzer style. Go to Giant Eagle. Go to your Giant Eagle and get your Yinzer card today. So guys, uh, World Cup is on right now. World Cup is going on. I got some friends who really like the World Cup. We're in the soccer, man. And to me, I just can't get it. I'm trying. I, I tried. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's so boring. Yeah, I can't either. Uh, Andrew uh, Brinsick, Andrew is our intern. Uh, uh, and Andrew, uh, you play college football at Waynesburg. Grab a mic here real quick, buddy. You play college ball, football. Um, tough sport, obviously. You're, you're a safety, right? I am, yes. And uh, – have you ever played? You're a great athlete. You've done a lot of sports. You're an athlete. And, and of course, you look at Todd and I, and you think great athlete instantly. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Uh, well, technically, I th- competitive eating is a sport. Competitive eating, anything with comp- competition is, is a sport, and you're a champion at it. Yes. You're, you're a record holder. It, the, have you ever played soccer, Todd? No, never did soccer. Never? Everything else but. I played, I played one year. In high school, yeah, I played some soccer. I played. I was goalie. Oh man, I wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, I, I was goalie. You know why I was goalie? Because you didn't have to run as much. Oh, good, good Running logic. Is, yeah, well, that. those guys run. It's crazy how they run. Yeah. I mean, they're in shape, but it's boring. It's like the game's like one nothing to you know whatever one one two one whatever, and the crowd goes crazy. That's the interesting thing when I turn on the World Cup. They are going nuts in the stands. The uh, the crowd, it looks like a Steeler crowd. You know, yeah. like we are. Like for a playoff game though. And and it's like they live and die with their country's yeah. the, the team. That's their Steelers. You They're know, running like, out of beer in uh in Russia because of because it's it's not it's they've changed the regulations right. and rules. Yeah. And they're not used to the volume of beer that they're pumping out, so it's taking longer, like twenty four hours to replenish their supplies. They 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 can't get over how much people are drinking really? for the World Cup. Yeah. They, well, I am not shocked. When I look into the stands, the crowds are going nuts. And doesn't matter what country, they're going crazy. Like, you know, here we go, Iceland. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here we go. I think Iceland is one of the teams. I think it tied someone. Okay. Or Argentina know. or something like that a while, or last week. Brazil, too. Brazil, too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Brazil, too. So, so you never play, you know, did you play soccer in your? I played soccer for like. Four years when I was seven or so. But now there you go. I always see 
uh, little kids play soccer, right? When you're little, you're, you play soccer, and then you discover that it's boring, and you go into baseball, football, and basketball. Right, exactly. It seems to happen. <laughs> Not downing soccer. We have a soccer team here, the Riverhounds. Yeah. See, the, the, here's the difference. Soccer, you have to go live to see soccer. Right. On TV, it's boring to me, so I'll have to go, I'll have to, go to Riverhounds. I haven't gone to Riverhounds. I'll try Riverhounds game. Let's do it. All right, let's all go to Riverhounds. Let's, give it, let's yeah. be open-minded with this thing. <laughs> let's see why it's so popular. I guess, well, apparently they drink a lot of beer. Right. You're allowed to drink there. It is, and it's in Russia, you're saying, right? I, I believe so. That's right. That's right. Yeah, like every game's there, right? Because yeah, I just like yeah. flip on the TV. I'll watch a little bit. We, I don't even know we what, get, I think what I'm watching. I think we get the next one here in no the idea. U.S., but I'm not sure what country like or what state. It's Yeah, it's just, I don't know, just just strange. They have a, a, I don't know if you saw this article, but it's it's so popular that, that and I think this could catch on here, this little thing they're doing, which which is they have a barber will will cut into the back of your head, your hair. <laughs> He'll cut in the face of the player you like. Oh. Like if you like Messi or whatever, they like go cut the face of Messi into the back of your hair. <laughs> and I had a photo of him in the New York Post. This guy got it, you know, in the back of his head. So it's just shaved. It's not a tattoo. It's just your hair. Yeah. Just shaved up. And, and then, he, then he does his artwork on it. I, I would imagine they could have the Southside Barbers can do that here. I we should do that for the Steelers. Well, I was thinking that's what Big I thought. Big Ben's face. I, I would have Big Ben's face. You could have, you know, Le'Veon. Maybe <laughs> maybe little blast of Pascal. Do a Franco face yeah. back there. I, I would. You can't. If you do a pirate, one would be trouble because you do your pirate one and he betrayed it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Be gone. Be all mad McCutcheon one day and I, I, gone the next. Yeah, I mean, I, I would do that. Would you do that? I, I mean, you have to walk around with it for a while. I, I did something similar to that when I was in high school. Like what? I got the Air Jordan symbol shaved in the back of my head. You're kidding. I, I was like instantly. In high school. Yeah, I instantly regretted it. It was my sophomore year in high school, <laughs> and I was on the <laughs> basketball team. I, oh, and, you're uh, Hooper, huh? Some right. one of my friends yelled from the crowd, "Hey, DeFazio, why do you have a sperm shaved into your head?" <laughs> I said, because I like it, pal. Because they're good swimmers. I, I don't know. Good defensive. So, so it just grew. Obviously, yeah. You, it you, back. When 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 you did that, did you just think I, I shouldn't have did this? Well, when that guy said, "Do you have a sperm shaved?" That'll in do your it. Head. That'll do it. It kind of like made me regret first insult. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was cool. Was this something, you know? was this something other kids were doing? I mean, yeah, in the nineties, late eighties, early nineties, shaving stuff in their heads. Oh, yeah, yeah it's true. Huh? I remember the, the, the sides, the sidelines, and the side of head. I secretly thing, wanted right? to be Vanilla Ice in high school. You're kidding me. No. <laughs> well, you know, he did have a good year <laughs> back then. He had one good year. What a weird story with him, man. You know, supposedly the story is that Suge Knight. Went up to his hotel room or something. They're hanging from a yeah. balcony by his feet, right? For some reason, I don't know what it was, what the what the thing, beef was, or some kind of beef he had with him. Whether he said he owed him money or whatever it was, but he holds him out of a balcony right. by his feet. He's also one of the ice, smartest ice, human baby. beings I ever met. Oh, you met him? I've I've uh, well I never met, but I, never one met. of the smartest human beings that because of all the stuff that went on with Ice Ice Baby, they right. had. You know, he was getting sued by Death Row Records. He was oh, is that what it was? Is that why yeah, he Yeah, it was something they owned over. something. Okay. And then Queen, uh, you know, they, they right. always said under pressure. Sure. Was, um, so what he secretly it did, was. The, he saved a ton of money in these lawsuits. Oh. And actually, he's making money right now because of it. How? He bought the rights. He bought under pressure from Queen. You're kidding. He bought me. it. 
So now he technically either song gets played, he gets paid for both of them. Van Winkle or whatever his real Rob name is. Rob Van Winkle, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Van Winkle, you shrewd man. And, and that's, I got to tell you, deep down, like people make fun of him. There's, that song's a pretty good that, song. Yeah. It's not bad. That one, I say, but whatever. It's my favorite. Is it your favorite? I still sing it. It's like the most, everybody has like a cheesy song. Yeah, that's mine. It's like a favorite. That, that's stupid. You know, you get, most people don't like, but whatever. They do secretly like. There's, I have one too. Mine is uh, good Marky Mark and the Funky Mark. Yeah. Good times. And that's why when we went to Wahlburgers opening, I had to be careful not to say Marky, Marky Mark because he right. hates that. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, Why would you hate being Marky Mark? <laughs> I was Jimmy Jim and I had a hit. I wouldn't care. <laughs> I'm Jimmy Jim. So well, what? While we're talking about songs, did you hear the rumors that came out recently in the last 24 hours? No. You know the, the wedding classic, the electric you know I, slide? You know I only get rumors every 48 hours. <laughs> what, what happened with the, it? The big classic electric slide, you pretty much hear it at every wedding, Still, right? Still, yes. Well, the guy that wrote the song, I guess he's in his like 70s. Just did an interview and he said what the lyrics to the song means. Don't tell me what. <laughs> it's got to be some. The electric slide is apparently it's a, a sex vibrator. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Oh, why'd you say this? <laughs> no, when Aunt it ruined it. I know that when, Aunt, when Aunt Dolores is up on a Florida wedding doing it, man. You put that in my head. This is disgusting. <laughs> it just ruined Aunt, it for know? everybody. Yeah, Nana's up there doing it and doing twirls, and you're like, oh my god, look at Nana loves electric slide. And then you know Uncle Ed and her, Uncle George are all dancing. Oh my goodness! And it's all about a vibrator. Yeah. Oh my god! Wouldn't it be wild if they all knew it. <laughs> we, you know, and yeah. this is about a vibrator. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that, that broke the internet. Wonder yesterday. why he? Wonder why he came out now? I don't know. So he gets getting older. That's time. <laughs> He's like, I get tired of Ed I've been enough doing dances at the wedding. We got to get the truth out. I've been in enough weddings, and uh, wouldn't it be wild if, like, you know, other other writers come out, like, you know, you know the, the the hokey pokey's about a dildo. <laughs> the whole time. Oh my God! Put your right hand and shake it all about. I'm like, who knew? <laughs> What's going on with these weddings? <laughs> well, it, maybe it'll stop the electric slide. I don't know. I, I hate this. I, I don't know. That's one of those ones I just can't. Hey, I hate it. Yeah. The music, everything about it is annoying. Right? Uh, yeah. I mean, the best part is when the, the the females go up on and dance. You know, the, the young single ones at this the wedding. This is true. So. This is true. It's kind of a perverted thought, but it's good. Yeah, that's where I go. With a hokey pokey, though, I don't mind. I think it's a pretty good song. Yeah. Right, I think it's a, a good song. I'm a chicken dance guy. I so. would always do. The, yeah, Hokey Pokey lives on for. I could I could picture like if you two were a wedding band, they would sing that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put your right hand in and shake it all about. Do you hear me, United Nations? Do you hear me, Vladimir Putin? Do you hear me? <laughs> the Hokey Pokey is what it's all about. The cookie table. Get back to the cookie table. I. I, I I, I do like weddings, though. I tell you, the weddings are fun, aren't they? Yeah. I, you always get, get a good... It's just summer. There's some weddings going on. People listening out there are going to weddings, I'm sure. Maybe went to a wedding. But there, that's one thing that's so Pittsburgh. If you're, if you're listening outside of Pittsburgh, I'll tell you, in Pittsburgh, we love our weddings. And it's something about the fire hall and free booze. Right. And there's always that one uncle that has some weird case of some discount booze he brought for the wedding. You know? <laughs> I got 22 bottles of Windsor <laughs> for only four bucks in West Virginia, and, it's, and we'll break it open. And then, boom. And everybody, everybody's blasted yeah. at the wedding, right? Even oh, people yeah. don't drink are blasted at the wedding. Right. 
And I, and I'm the I don't like wedding. Do you like dancing at the wedding? I don't like. So I, I I have to be pretty blitzed to dance yeah. at the wedding. Uh, when Ice Ice Baby comes Maneuver on, my way out. then I do. Yeah. That, of course, yeah, that's of your course. song. That's, my, that's your song. That's my jam. <laughs> that is your jam. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I was uh, just in the strip district uh, a little bit ago. Was doing a video, and uh, ran into Mayor Bill Peduto, and we're gonna have the mayor on the show soon. In a that's few awesome. weeks, we'll get him on the show for you. Talk to him about all the great developments going on in the city, man. It's so cool, all the things that are going on in the city. Like, there's some huge developments going to be announced soon, but there's a real renaissance going on in the city. Uh, Andrew or Enter, you're too young to remember, but city, man, we had rough times. And, and now we've got this city that has all these great things, and, you know, people are staying, young people like yourself are staying here, man. Yeah. But that's because we got a progressive uh, thinking guy there and mayor so we're, we're talking to him pretty cool and the strip, i was in the strip so it's cool walking around the strip man it's where i grew up 12th street i grew up in the penn avenue rear you guys remember my porn name right yeah. <laughs> ralph penn avenue so <laughs> it was pretty cool man just making you know getting some memories as i was walking around and walked by uh, st patrick's church and and uh woolies and everything and i, I don't know I, you guys know you guys know my altar boy story right just reminded me of the altar. That's where it originated at St. Patrick. I think I told you guys. I did this on the Moth, which is a podcast out of New York. I do stories uh, a few years ago. I do it in my act. So if you see my act, you'll you'll you've seen it. Or if you see it again, I'll, I do it all the time. I don't believe, as far as I know, I can't remember ever doing it on this on this podcast. So the short version of it, and and because I happened to just walk by the church, it's a chapel. It's a little chapel. On uh, in the strip, okay. You go on the strip, you see this little chapel, St. Patrick's, like around uh, 16, 17th Street, and uh, and you go in, and it it's real small, <clears throat> little church. And when I was a kid, at nine years old, it was you know I was gonna be an altar boy, okay. So uh, you know where the priest just got drunk and took us to Kennywood back then. <laughs> you guys are looking at me like, oh my god, an altar boy store. No, it's all good. It's all good. They were good guys, but uh. <clears throat> And I remember, were you, first off, were you guys altar boys at all? I was at St. Valentine's. You were not, oh, park. you yeah. could relate. Were yes. you an altar boy? True. I was not, no. <laughs> the, well, altar boys, you know, it's big time in our neighborhood back then. Yeah, you were. Is it cool for to be an altar boy when you were an altar boy? Yeah, there was two things you were cool for in, in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. Being an altar boy and a patrol at school. A patrol You all got to wear the orange strap. I was a patrol boy for a while. Yeah, I was too. I kind of have flashbacks sometimes when friends are walking. I'll throw my arm out like when we're crossing the street, stop everyone. I don't know why. It's an old flashback. My patrol belt. Yeah, you, you, you said that, you know, that I was like pre Mulgard as a patrol boy. Worked my way up to Mulgard. But uh, <clears throat> did you have to do, now some churches do this and some don't. It depends. And some are more you know, more into Latin and things like that. We Ours had a little. And I'm sure they still do it in certain churches, but ours had a little Latin prayer that the altar boy had to do with the priest. Did you have anything like no, that? No, thank God. Yeah, no. I would have messed that up. Well, yeah. That's what, ha well, what happened was when I went in for like the, 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 the practice. Whenever you were an altar, remember they take you to show you what to do a little bit? Yeah. You had to have like a practice mass, like preseason. Yeah, it's exhibition. Altar boy Exhibition mass. Yeah. Doesn't count, <laughs> but, it, but you know, to make the team, you got to get through it. So... <laughs> So I show up, and mom takes me to St. Patrick's, so I'm like nine. Now, 10-year-old Kenny Oldansky was my altar boy partner. Now, you had an altar boy partner, right? You always have to have another person, usually. 
I don't remember. You soloed? You soloed? No, this uh, is... you always partnered up with somebody. Oh, but I don't. I didn't you had have a rotating steady, partner. Yeah, we didn't have a steady guy. Oh, I had uh, a steady guy. I was like a detective uh, shows. Okay. You know, I have a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had my partner. You know, like in the detectives, where you know it's like, you know, don't mess with my partner. That that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So Kenny Oldansky was a, a year older, and he had been there a year, obviously, because uh, he started at nine. It, and like you said, it was a cool thing when you're altar boy because. We idolized him because yeah. he had like all the masses, you know, 28 masses, nine funerals, eight weddings or whatever he had under his belt. Right? But the thing was in our church, I don't know if you did this, but our church, Father Galvin, who was the priest in, uh, he's like 90, little old man, nicest guy in the world. But he'd give you a quarter. Did you get a quarter? So we got like, I think it was like 10 bucks. What the heck's going on? Wow. <laughs> inflation. What this person? You, what, what's when, this when all about? It. Ten yeah, bucks, though. It was inflation. It's it was... impressive. <laughs> you, well, we got a quarter, and, and, and you could get candy, right, for, you know, up the, at Kramer's up the street. Yeah. So, ten bucks. I'm freaking out of it. But anyway, so, <laughs> Father Galvin's there at the, at the practice. Kenny's there, who, you know, is still buddy till this day. And so, picture like a little four-foot person with a little, almost a beer gut, even at, even at ten and wispy blonde hair. He ain't talking like that. So he talks then and now, right? So Kenny's there, and in the, our nun was there, uh, Sister Mary uh, Stallone, Sylvester Stallone. Did you have a nun? <laughs> yeah. Yours? Yeah. Did, did, did she look like Sylvester Stallone? No, her name was Sister Joan of Arc. And she Joan was, of Arc, wow. She was obsessed with um, hmm. dust bunnies. Really? But she, she loved Pussy Willows. Okay. So in fifth grade, she'd go, go over there and pick that pussy up off the floor. Really? Well, in fifth grade humor, that has a whole <laughs> different meaning than Pussy Willow. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's now it is. <laughs> and then she would Same like, humor. you know, she would crack you hit. with the roller because she would a, laugh. It was a setup hit. Right. She knew you were going to laugh. <laughs> kind of ge- it's kind of genius on her part, isn't it? To get you to do that. <laughs> Boom. Well, see, my nun, Sister Mary uh, Sylvester Stallone, she did not even do that. She didn't even care about the Pussy Willow joke. She just hit you. She didn't even care about, you know. There was no setup. No, it was a, look, it. there's a dust bunny over there. It's a funny dust. It's a Pussy Willow. It got the pussy over there. Boom. No. She just went at it. There was nothing. Just hit you just in case. So Sister Mary Stallone's there. Sister Nunziata. Nice lady, actually. Tough lady. You had to be tough in those with, the, right. with the crazy kids, come on, you put us in line. So, so they're all there. Father Galvin was the kind of guy. Do you ever an old timer? I, I love what it, you you can't understand them, but you understand like the last word or something. They're like, hey, you know, weather. <laughs> yeah, the weather's great. <laughs> that guy, he was that guy. <laughs> so, we're doing the thing, and now like I said we had a Latin prayer, right? Now I don't know the Latin prayer is in the thing yet in mass yet. And, and sister gives me this pamphlet. And it's like it's like six lines in his pamphlet and stuff. And she goes, oh, right here, Jim, you know, you'll do the prayer with Father. You know, learn this prayer. She gives me the pamphlet. And I am done after that. I'm looking at her. I don't know what to do. Oh, man. Because I'm like, how am I going to know this prayer? You know, I'm nine, right? So I'm like, I got to memorize a, a Latin prayer. So I'm all over this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out. Kenny comes up to me. I'll never forget this. Like it was yesterday. I swear to God, nothing's made up on this. He comes up to me and goes, ain't. Now, every other word was the F-bomb from Kenny. Then and now. <laughs> swear to God. Even a 10. Every other word was F. You ain't. You're going to F it up, man. You're going to F it up. <laughs> I'm going to do a prayer. You don't do the prayer because you're going to F this thing up. And we got to get our quarter. 
we don't get this quarter, I'm going to beat the, beat, beat the shit out of you. I'm telling you, you're going to get the quarter. You're going to F it up. Tell you right now. I'm like, okay, yeah, of course you do the prayer. He goes, you'll learn it down the road. He goes, just get it down. You know, eventually you'll do it. You do the bell and stuff. The bell is, if you're not Catholic, if you're not Catholic any idiot can do the bell out there. Right. Sorry, if you're Catholic, you know, any idiot can do the bell. So I could work the bell. I got in trouble once because I did a premature bell. I did well, it too early. I got see, excited. I was see, Todd, your bell work is important. <laughs> That's where I was kind of the best bell. I was probably the best bell altar boy okay. out there. I don't want to brag or nothing. It was my special. <laughs> now baseball players and RBI guy. I was right. the bell guy. That's all right. You, I was the go-to guy for the. I really, I could ring that bell good. I used to bring, you know, I used to ring it a lot. How is it the wrong time? You just ring it. I got excited they, and I just rang it too soon. And uh, they yelled at you. Well, I, after after the did fact. the priest yell at you or something? They, they, yeah, after the fact. You're I got, kidding. They I just kind of said, "Hey, Todd, the, Mister DeFazio." They call you that. Uh, just, uh, when you get a Mister in front of your name, with a priest and yeah. none, you're done. Yeah, <laughs> Mister Cren, Mister DeFazio, <laughs> and your bell work is bad. <laughs> worst bell I've ever heard. That, so did they take you off bell? Uh until I learned, I had to get You'd retrained. How to ring I had to go back to. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> to altar boy camp. <laughs> so. So as Todd's learning to ring the bell, I feel better. You made me feel better about my <laughs> screw up on this thing. So I got to learn this prayer eventually. I'm not worried about it though, right? So fast forward to the day of the mass. I'm getting ready. My junior, you know, altar boy clothes, whatever you put the priest clothes you put on, yeah. the vestments. And I'm putting them on and Sister Nanciata walks up and she's like, hey, Jim, did you hear the news? And I'm like, what? And I sort of, she goes, she goes Ken's sick. Oh, Ken's sick. Oh, man. Yes. My heart just, I don't even have the pamphlet anymore. That pamphlet's long gone. That's somewhere, I don't even, I have no idea, right? So think about this. I don't have the pamphlet. I don't have the prayer. Mass is going to start in five minutes. And she goes, she looks at me, goes, you know the prayer, right? And I just, yes, of course. <laughs> lied in her, lied. My first mass. I didn't care. <laughs> I went for it. Went for the lie. I was so nervous, man. And I just like so freaking out because she doubled me. You sure you know the prayer? When she said you sure, and of course I didn't know who Paul Giamatti was, but I had that Giamatti nervousness. That, <laughs> yes, I do. Of course, of course I know the prayer. Yes, the prayer. Yes, of course. Why? Yeah. Why do? Why would you ask? Of course I'm gonna pray. Come on, sister, for the prayer. Yeah, yeah. It's great, great prayer. Great prayer. Yeah. But uh, I, so I just have to fake this. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. What am I gonna? Because the prayer is gonna happen. So I go to the father. He gives me the, hey, yeah, you got the prayer, like that. I'm like, yes, I do, Father. Right? So I, I don't know the prayer. So the Mass starts, and it's packed, right? Everyone's there, my family and stuff, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, everyone's there. And I'm going to screw up, and I'm, I'm like thinking, I can't believe it. I'm going to screw up in front of everybody. And Sister Mary Stallone is going <laughs> to come out, like, in, you know, in the Rocky movie and go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pulverize you. I can't believe you did this. Why do you know the prayer? So I'm, I'm going through the motions of the Mass. And I'm telling you, I was ringing that bell a lot. I was thinking this will compensate. I needed anything to help. And I get to, now it's time for the prayer. Think about this. It went, it was 20 some minutes into the It was like it was a second for me. And, I, and I'm, I'm like, what am I going to do now? And, and the Father starts his part. And, and he's five foot tall, little old guy, white hair. And he, his hands go out side to side. He's got the book in front of him. He's on, on the altar. And, and he starts his part first. 
and er, you know, and everyone's in a mass and they're waiting. The father does his part, this you know, six line, whatever his prayer, and he's like, he goes, <laughs> he's like. And I'm kneeling there. Okay. And there's silence. And they look at me. He looks at me. Everyone looks at me. I have no idea what to do, right? So I swear to God I did this. I don't know what happened, how this happened, where this came from. But at the moment, I decided to make up my own language. <laughs> I, th- I did. I thought, I, what else can I do? I have to say something. So I just look at him with all the confidence I can muster, and I went, <laughs> and I'm looking, and I'm like, this crowd's buying it. <laughs> they don't know Latin. They don't care about it. They're like, they're kind of buying it. <laughs> and I'm looking at Father, and the weird thing was I felt bad. He looked, he's staring at me, stunned. His <laughs> eyes are like saucers, and he's just staring at me, and I'm like, is he mad? Does he know what's going on with me? And his hands start shaking. I remember this guy's like 90 to me. His hands shaking. <laughs> and he's looking at the book, you know, and his hands pointing at us. He's look, he stares, his little face is two inches from the book. And then he's looking up at the, he looks out at the crowd, like stunned still. And he looked back at me. And at that point, <laughs> he threw his hand out like this. At that point, I realized this weird guy. He thinks he screwed up. <laughs> he thinks he screwed up. He, I went up, I swear to God, I went up to almost help him for, like, find a place, and, and then and we, we just kept doing it. He would do next line, you know. He wasn't sure. He was the one who wasn't, he's reading and he's not sure. He's like, I just got more confident. I figured, what the hell? So I went, and he'd look, and he'd look, pause, and keep, at the end, he gave me a quarter. Then the mess, he gave me a quarter. It worked. You should have got 50 cents because your buddy. I should have got 50 sick. cents from he Kenny. Sick day. I still don't forgive him for missing that day. <laughs> but I pulled it off. It's a miracle. It was a miracle, right? Yeah. I can't believe it. I guess in <laughs> life you'd learn that, right? You learn you have to do stuff like that. You got to make some moves. You got to improv a little bit. That was signs of uh, your earlier, your later days. You, you, you learned to think yes. on the fly. You got to go on the fly. You did it on radio for how long? 25 years. <laughs> so you just have a little, yeah, I just got to do a little, uh, confidence and that's it yeah even though you know don't know what you're doing now it doesn't work if for certain if you're a surgeon heart surgeon right, yeah i don't recommend it idea i don't want my heart surgeon improvising no. i don't want him saying well i really don't know how to do this bypass but i'm gonna wing it and get away with it <laughs> so you don't want that no but yeah so thanks for letting me share that story so so <laughs> this is weird this is one of those couple strange stories man that that i found uh, in the news, the, the, uh, um, the New York Post, um, there is uh, an American woman. They wouldn't give her. Oh, wait, there's a, there was a name, Lynn Liu. Is all they didn't give her where she lives, but she's an animal lover. And they just had uh, the Post. They have a video. I guess the video is getting very popular on YouTube. Oh, I think I know this one. You know, she claims that her health is, is it better in acne, acne treatment. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. She claims, uh, Miss Liu claims that her health is better. And her acne is cured from drinking her dog's urine. Yep. How about that? She said, yeah, she was depressed. She said it helped her depression and it helped her, her acne. How about that? It's impressive. I, I'm, I, I can loan her my, my 18-year-old beagle. She, that little beagle pees every two, two minutes, man. But, <laughs> but if that works, if that's true, which it doesn't, by the way. Don't even try this. <laughs> not, not that you would out there. I'm, I know you're not sitting here listening to podcasts going, 
you know, Jim, I think I'm going to do my dog's pee too. I'm going to try. No, <laughs> don't do it because they said there's too many toxins in dog pee. Like, you know, medical people were like saying, no, this is not true. This can't, there's nothing in that dog's pee. And you just see the picture. Like, they just had a photo. Not the, I didn't see the video, actually. The photo, the dog's just sitting there looking at her like, almost if a dog could talk, he'd be like, this lady's crazy. <laughs> She's drinking my pee. If she could talk to other dogs, he would probably say, you're not going to believe it. My owner drinks my pee. <laughs> be like, are you kidding me? Yes, drinks my pee. It, it, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know how this, how could that happen? Like, I mean, how does that start? It's not like she uh, read it somewhere. She's there the was a, right? um, no, maybe she is the original, <laughs> or maybe she's not the original. Maybe somebody else does that. It's I think called Eurotherapy. Yeah, it's, I, it's an ancient. They use it in like ancient Rome and really uh, like China and well, stuff. Yeah, 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 I heard. No, I've heard that word, but it's human pee, yeah, right? Yeah, use human. Yeah, they drink human pee, but the dogs pee has more toxins. They're too many. But that, but back in those days. Imagine how long ago, how messed up medicine was back then, man. I mean, you had the flu. It was like, all right, we're going to give you a leech on your yeah. head and then drink your urine. Don't forget, you know how they tell you now? Drink your water. Have a pee smoothie. They, yeah, now they go, look, drink your water and then drink your urine. That's what they said back <laughs> then. What do, what do I do? Well, every six hours, it says on the bottle, drink your urine. <laughs> That's the prescription for crying out loud. Yeah, and, and I, they must have done it for a long time. Yeah. Must have been psychosomatic. So she probably read it. I don't think she was the innovator. She was innovative. No, she was a spinoff. She probably read it somewhere. She did a spinoff. Yeah. How is it getting so popular? I don't know. But it's getting rid of her acne, I guess. But I think that has to be psychosomatic, right? There's no way. I'm curious to how her, she her gets it. Like, does she yeah. wait till the dog lifts its yeah, leg yeah, and then she runs over to... with a cup? You know, that's a good good point. How would she get Do you store it? Is it's it room temperature? Is it refrigerated? I got so many questions, Jim. I do, too. I'd like to talk to her. See if we can get her, let's see if we can get her on our show, <laughs> yeah, okay? Yeah, I'll, I'll try. That'd be wonderful to talk to her and see how she does it. <laughs> I'm just curious. How do you get your dog here? And it's not easy to get a dog because they lift their leg and whatever. And yeah. I don't, do, you, do you put a bag on it and collect it through huh. a bag? Now you're thinking. Now you're th I don't know. I, I guess... There's something you're not going to find at Whole Foods at least or, yeah, or no. Fresh Time. Fresh no. Time's not going to have that. No. <laughs> all the organic places, man. If it if it worked, man, people would people would uh, be all over that. You yeah. know, did we? I don't think we talked about this on the air. I don't think so. If 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 uh, if we did out there, I'm sorry. I, impossible Burger. I don't know if we talked about it on on the podcast. I don't believe we did. I had the Impossible Burger at Wahlburgers. We may oh, have mentioned did? it. We sampled it. We sampled it. We but, sampled but you it. know that the Impossible Burger is no meat. Right. So we're talking about the organic and healthy foods. I spun off from urine to this. But uh, <laughs> but it, but it's, I'm just amazed how it tastes like a I I am tell you, impossible that lady probably drinks drinks a nice cold urine and an impossible burger. She's got it all going on. But it's very but it's amazing there's no meat in it. It's all plant and I think we may right. have mentioned it a couple we, weeks ago. We did briefly, I think, and I can't remember from but our I'm conversations I've had, off. Yeah, I know, I've had a couple now. They're they're fantastic, man. So do that with my ice cold urine, I'm good. In in We've all had beer that tastes like urine, so what the heck? Everyone's <laughs> been lights. there. Everybody's, everyone's been there. End of the night, that bad, warm beer. <laughs> it's like, and then that lady, lady with the dog would be like, this is great. I wait for this beer. It's the, most, it's the greatest beer I've ever had. <laughs> so, so did you see uh, Scarlett Johansson was in the news? Uh, no. She was on, uh, I guess she was being interviewed, but somebody was talking about another person who was in Scientology it was on Megyn Kelly's show in the, in the morning, and they said that Scarlett Johansson is the person who left Scientology, by the way. So the people, person leaves Scientology and start talking, starts talking about you know some of these things that they did. And one of the things they did was that uh, it, they'd interview 
Tom Cruise would get women to interview to date. So that the so if Tom Cruise when he was ready to date a woman, he said, and I've read that uh, that he had brought women in for the interviews for science. It's like the Scientology Bachelor, I guess, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, isn't that crazy though? But 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 so Tom Cruise is like the Pope of it almost, right? It's yeah. pretty high up, and when, if you get that high up, you get to get it, women to be interviewed, right? Right, date. Which is demeaning and crazy and psychotic, but she's Johansson saying it did not happen, which is odd. This guy said it did happen. Now I did. Uh, there were confirm. There was confirmation. I'm sorry for, for a few other actresses that confirmed that they interviewed with Cruz. So it, it did happen. That a, that actually absolutely happened. Where he interviews women, yeah. but I wonder if Scarlett Johansson is saying no now. Yeah. This has been years ago before she's famous. Yeah. I wonder, huh? Yeah, maybe because she wasn't famous well, enough yeah. then. Well, that's what they were doing probably, right? Why else yeah. would you do this? And, like, he wants crazy? the cream of the crop. He is the, Tom Cruise, a big actor. You, you know? would think he wouldn't have trouble getting girls. That's that's you know what I mean? the weird part. Why are you doing this even? Or you can't meet a, a nice woman? You can't. You don't go out or whatever? Just sit there with that. <laughs> it's weird. I just picture him with his black turtleneck in the corner of the room waiting for the next thing. <laughs> 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 that weird laugh. That, that, I don't know. Well, I wonder what they give instead of a rose, like on The Bachelor. I don't know. They give a rose. It's, I, I guess. It, I think it's just nothing. I think I just say nanu nanu. <laughs> so I know. Didn't they used to have uh, Scientology <laughs> here in Southside? I think they had a a little. Uh, they may still. Like I don't a know. Chapel. I, seen I think it, it closed. Not a chapel. They have a little room or something. Like, yeah, it closed. I think they sold a book. Yeah, because I, I tried to do a bit there once, and I really. Looked, yeah, it's closed. Wow. Yeah. Well, Lee Remini has that show Where about people that leave yeah, Scientology and stuff, yeah. exposing it. And there's a there's a movie called Going Clear, which is it's just fascinating, man. And, and so it backs up almost everything. This guy was talking about the interview with Scarlett Johansson being interviewed with Cruz because they had part of that in Going Clear. It was about yeah. you know this these uh, actors that left, and this director that left. And he did the documentary, man. But it's it's just very strange. But but Cruz, they they he's like a god to them. Anything he needs, yeah. he gets. The whole deal. So. I don't know. To each their own, man. Yeah, right. I don't care. Whatever you do, you do. But I just thought it, I just thought it so strange, man. That, that, you know, to do like you said, why wouldn't he just? Why couldn't you just get a date? Yeah, he's it, Tom Cruise. He's just say you're Tom. You walk into a nightclub, you're going to talk. You're going to twenty men. I would guess, right? Yeah, that's what I, I mean. You would think. I do, tell you what. Uh, I I think he's. I still think he's. I think he's a good. He's crazy, right? He's, he's batshit crazy. But I think he's a good actor. Yeah, I still like him. He's one of those ones. Isn't I like it weird? his movies. That's what I'm saying. You Nothing can, recent. I, no, I like Jack they, Reacher. Which one so did they film here? Uh, Reacher. Jack Re- Reacher. Jack Reacher. But, uh, but he, uh, I don't know, I like, I, like I can separate it. Like it's what, some actors yeah. you can't, some actors. Like Cosby, you, you oh, can that's, appreciate that's gone the art, beyond, that's, that's, but the man is a piece of separate, crap. I can't even I separate that. It was so evil what he did. Yeah. It was so evil what he did. I mean, right. you know, Cruz is just a little crazy, but yeah. that's just horrible. But, but is, but I could definitely separate the act or not, or look at him as an actor. In other words, yeah. I interviewed him once. I interviewed him one time. Was he cool? Like Very in person cool. or on the phone? Very cool. So it was on the phone, about twenty minute interview. It was real cool. He was, he was very guarded though. Yeah, I'm sure. He's very friendly, but extremely, extremely guarded. Like, like, and his questions were almost like choreographed to, to stay within his image right. or whatever. Like he didn't want to say one thing controversial. Or, or to come back at him, right? and that's smart. I mean, that's why he, right? Except the stuff that's happened with the, the Scientology stuff was the only bad publicity he really gets. He doesn't get much yeah. other gossip stuff. Think about it. 
he, he had his sister was his PR agent when he got rid of her. That's when all the stuff, crazy stuff broke. Because yeah. his sister knew how to protect him, I guess. Yeah. It was, it was kind of, but it was really, uh, you know, interesting guy. He, I asked him who was, <laughs> it was one strange thing. I said, who's your favorite comedian? Because he was doing Jerry Maguire and stuff and all he's done yeah. those movies and stuff. This was a long time ago. He was doing The Last Summarize, the movie he was promoting. But I said, hey, you, you, know, he's doing, you had some comedies in the pipe. He said, working. I said, well, really? He said, so you're good in McGuire's. You're McGuire. I said, you got some comedic instinct. And I said, well, who's your comedian? And he, he looks and he goes, Buster Keaton. I'm like, what? He goes, Buster, every comedian out there, Buster Keaton's your man? And I didn't say that to him. I go, oh, yeah, Buster Keaton kills me, which I had no idea. Who yeah. I have no idea who he is. No, nah, he was, yeah, he was some kind of comedian. Of, I don't know when he was, 30s. Or, I have no idea. Yeah. But he was real funny, apparently. To Tom Cruise. He might be a Scientology member. What do you think Steve Martin? I yeah. don't know, Martin Short, Martin, know, Jerry yeah. Seinfeld, somebody, Richard George Carlin, Pryor. You just keep going down the list. <laughs> I don't, I mean, you never Murphy. hear in a conversation, but yeah, man, greatest comedians of all time. Oh, man, I'm talking like Pryor, Carlin, Keaton. What? Michael Keaton? No, Busta. Busta Keaton. <laughs> he killed me. He killed me. <laughs> he does it to the Depression G's bit. I, know, I think it was in the 30s, I thought, or 40s. I have no idea when. Sometimes I think when people give <laughs> answers like that, they just try to sound like trendsetting. That's or what I, well, hip no, or cool. I thought he gave it because he didn't want to piss off anybody. Like right. he knew a lot of comedian friends and stuff. Yeah. So if you say one, then they're going to go, "Hey, I heard you on an interview, man. What do you mean, Chris Rock's your favorite?" And yeah. someone says, "Look up, Andrew. Look up while we're talking. Look up uh, Buster Keaton when he when he lived and died. When his zenith was. Yeah, just type in Buster Keaton." In his prime, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> in his prime, <laughs> ne- the answer is you know the never. Keaton, Buster Keaton show that, that thing. Just get that all that good information there, man. <laughs> like get a show. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is you look back at some of the old comedians, so you know from from the past, and it, there were some brilliant you know groundbreaking comedians that, that don't get talked about a lot. Let's say okay, sure, let's see what we got here. Oh wow, okay, extraordinary, extraordinary comedian. Okay. You're saying how about that? Tom Cruise, apologies, please. Uh, from 1920 to 29, when he worked without interruption on in a series of films that make him arguably the greatest actor-director in the history of movies. <laughs> That's what it says here. Really? It's Wikipedia. Did they have sound back then? I, I don't know. But he, <laughs> when, wow. He, he, yeah. So he, I think he, his wife divorced, and then he got into alcohol. He got out, became an alcoholic. Recovered in his 40s, remarried, brought the career back. He was rolling. Oh, yeah. Got an Academy Honorary Award. So there you go, Buster. Brought I think it back. you're Success you're right. Story. I think that's why ahead, he did Keaton. it. He didn't want to piss anybody off. He was he was huge. So how about that? Yeah. So Tom Cruise was on something. But I don't know. I can't imagine picking up the Keaton one-hour special, Def Comedy, whatever he did. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Keaton, Buster Netflix Keaton. Netflix special. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about the Uber drivers? Those Uber drivers are crazy, right? <laughs> Buster Keaton, man. Boom. Laugh track. It's the man. That's funny. One hour Keaton. You know, you know uh, if you want to look back in, in the old comedians back in the day, and this is not real, I guess, I'm pretty old, uh, I guess in the 50s, I, I saw this, these tapes of this guy on YouTube. I was looking at some of his clips. It's Jack Parr, man. He was the guy before Carson for The Tonight mm-hmm. Show. And there was this guy named, yeah, Jack Parr. And I'm telling you what, man, he was one of the, he is one of the, he is one of the, he may be the, he's 
the best I've ever seen storyteller. He just blew me away. And he mm. would do the Tonight Show. I started reading more about him and, and, and asking people who knew him, older friends of mine and family members. And apparently he would get up and he would just do the monologue like just what happened during a day and do like a 10-minute monologue for the Tonight Show. And he did it for seven years and he was dominant in ratings. He didn't get fired. He didn't get let go. He just left. He didn't want to mm. do it. After seven years, he just didn't want to do it. And he was phenomenal. He was one of the first one before Johnny Carson to do that kind of wow. thing. He'd get up, do the monologue, then do the interviews and stuff. And then, of course, Johnny Carson brought it to an entire new level right. with what he did. But who's, still, man. Who's your favorite out of all the guys that – I'd say well, Letterman my favorite. Well, I'll tell you this bar guy, man. After watching him, he's right up there. Yeah. I'm not kidding. He's that good. I mean, I didn't see enough of him. Uh, I, I, I love loved Dave Letterman because of his – but he's a little too curmudgeon-y overall for me. Yeah. You know, he's okay. But, you know, uh, I would say, a, is Carson in that? Yeah. Well, you put Carson you in put there? Carson in there, yeah. I'd say without any doubt, by far, Carson. It's not yeah. even close. I think it's just Johnny Carson. And then there's everyone else. Because just the fact, when you watch Carson in those days, and I was a kid watching him. If you watch any tape of him, uh, if you're younger out there, get, get there's a lot of stuff now on Netflix on Carson. But if you can see what he did, it was just beyond comedy and others. He can do a face expression. He People used right. to watch him bomb the, the, his jokes just because he got bigger laughs from the bombing. Like, right. it wouldn't work, and he had a look he, that it was just He knew how to recover. He had a re- look that was like, yeah, he had a look like, you know, well, uh, thank you, well, thanks a lot, or whatever. And boom. This is one little line like that. It didn't make any sense. And, right. he, and he had his sidekick, Ed McMahon, and he whatever. It would make fun of him. He was definitely the Brilliant. trailblazer. He was the man. Yeah. He kind of set the standard of how we know it today. It was, yeah, he he was he was king, man. He he was king. Uh, my buddy, he was a buddy of mine, a magician. We had Lee Trebozik on. Right, it's his uh, and birthday And we talked today. about... Happy birthday uh, to oh, Lee Trebozik. Lee's birthday. Hey, Lee. Happy yeah. birthday, brother. He, uh, he was on, as I said, a week ago, and he mentioned Paul Gertner real quick, and he said about, you know, Paul doing the car, you know, Johnny Carson and stuff. But we didn't have time, because it was Lee being interviewed, we didn't have time to go into how he... He got on the Carson show, but it happened was we'll get Curtin on the show at some point when he's back in town. He's from Pittsburgh, lived here many years. To be close to his daughter, his family's wife, and he moved to Boston. So, but he still comes back from time to time. Paul uh, is not just a magician, as we mentioned, and like Lee said, you know, if you listened to the show last week, he is the best magician in the country. He really close up wise, he does yeah. close up stuff that he invents and invented and everything. He's just a really incredible stuff. So he wins these awards, and what happened was, back in the day, there's a doggy in the, in the blooms here. I'm petting here. This little doggy. <laughs> one of the customers comes. He, I hit a little nervous, good spotter behind his ear. He's going a little growl. Hear it? Hear it? <laughs> He's sitting with me now. Hello, buddy. But uh, I can't keep petting you. I can't do it. All right, I'll pet you more here. But anyways, <laughs> I can't. I'm to do a show. I can't. Keep, I have to work, okay? I'll pet you later. I'll pet you later. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. You want me to keep petting? All right, I'll keep petting you if you have. That's okay. Charlie, good to see you, Charlie. Charlie's always welcome to come over and get a pet. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, yelling so at you he, when you stop. So, so <laughs> yeah, he was growling when I stopped. Anyway, I had a that little part behind his ear. I know where to go. But so anyway, uh, so Paul uh, sends in a VH video cassette back in the days, VHS and tapes. But anyway, Johnny Carson would uh, love to watch magicians, but he really never had him on a show. He put like Copperfield or big magicians on. But, he, but a magician never had really had a chance because it's just the way it was. But they didn't know that. So they'd send the tape in. And what he would do on the weekends, he'd go to his producer, Freddie DeCordova, and said, anyone send 
magic tapes. And he'd give him a b- bunch of tapes, and that was his weekend. His weekend would be watching magicians. He, he was a magician at one point, Carson, huh. when he started out. He was, a, yeah, the great Carcinio or something like that. But he was a magician. Uh, he tried it. He loved it. So he was fascinated with magic. So he would take the tapes, and, and they said he would watch them uh, for, as his relaxation for the weekend. Have a sandwich, sit and watch the tape, whatever he did like that. So anyway, Paul Gertner sends a tape, and he's amongst the bunch of tapes. And sure enough, Paul does these coin tricks and these other tricks that he invented. And Paul's hands are so fast and so good. Now, magicians like Johnny Carson, being a magician, knew how everyone did the trick. So no matter how good the trick was, Johnny Carson knew they were palming it, they were doing this, they were doing this. When he looks at Paul Gertner's tricks, he doesn't know how he's doing this one trick. One, whatever the, I don't know what it was, but it was one particular coin trick. He's looking, he, and he also sees how great Paul is, but he can't figure out this trick. Now, Paul Gertner puts his, puts his see, that's little Charlie, he's, he's a star here. So, so, so anyway, he, he looks at uh, the number on the VHS, and he calls the, the phone. He, says, he calls Gertner. Hmm. And Gertner thinks, in a, for a second, thinks it's me. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's going to do impressions, right? I'm his buddy. His thing is, you know, yeah. how many people are gonna, you're going to pay the phone back then going? Now, remember, Carson had 40 million people watching him. A night, 40 million people watched him a night. That's how big that show was. So imagine that guy calling you today. You wouldn't even know, right? You'd be like, you hear, uh, Paul, uh, Johnny, Johnny Carson here. He's like, come <laughs> on, Jimmy, quit, quit bleeping around or whatever. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 this is Johnny Carson. And he's like, finally realizes it's the Johnny Carson. <laughs> so Paul's like, oh, my God. You can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes, I got your tape. He goes, uh, how did how'd you do that one trick? So Paul, thinking on his feet, says, well, uh, he says, uh, Mr. Carson, I, I could, I'm going to be in L.A. like in a week or so, which he wasn't. He just figured, hey, I'll be in there the next week. I could show you. He goes, great. He goes, why don't you come out to my house in Malibu? So, oh, gee. Yeah. So Paul's telling me, he goes, Jim, I'm going to meet Carson. You've got to be kidding me. So, he, yeah, he flies out to Malibu. And he, he tells me the story was great. I said, what was it like? He said, this is before the cell phones, so he's on a pay phone. He said, Jim, it was surreal, he told me. He said, I'm getting directions to Johnny Carson's house on a payphone in the airport. It's cool. You know, I was like, can you imagine Johnny Carson getting directions? And, All right, uh, go down to the, to the get-go, make a right. You know, whatever he's said. <laughs> You're going to see a house. All right, waterfall in front. Okay. That's Charlton Heston's. Keep going. Make a left. I don't know, whatever. So he, he goes to the, to the house, and I said, what was it like? He said, gets out, goes to the gate, Malibu home. And Johnny Carson comes up, as you would imagine, like white tennis shorts, polo shirt, tennis outfit. He's like, Paul, how are you? So he, he, he said, couldn't believe it. So he goes in the back room, and his wife makes sandwiches and stuff. So he's sitting there with Carson. He's having a sandwich. He's doing the trick, shows him how to do it, does the trick. For, does for like two hours. Johnny goes, you know, uh, you should do the show. He's like, oh, I'd love to. He goes, but I don't really do. He said, I'd be honest. I don't, I don't, I do, I don't do that. I do close-up. I don't do stage. And, and Car- Johnny Carson said, no, I'll set the table up where the comedians stand, and I'll sit with you just like I am now, and you'll just do this. You'll just do these tricks. Oh, wow. So he did that, and he had him on several times doing that. It was pretty amazing, man, and it made his career, obviously, doing yeah. corporate magic and all, thing, all the great things, books, all the things Paul did. But that is – isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's, that's a wild story, man. It's out of nowhere how that can happen, you know, because I'm trying. So out there, if you're thinking of something, try it. Like Paul sent that video because that wasn't like, you know, he knew. He knew that the magician didn't get on the show probably or there was a slight chance, a million to one. 
but he, you got If you don't take the chance, right? You're not gonna, you're not gonna get your ice ice baby, right? Like Vanilla Ice, <laughs> still striving. <laughs> Who did his? It's all you need is one, right? Because Todd's teaching me now. After you get that one, you save your money, right? After you get your hit, so <laughs> like you, ice ice baby. Well, you steal it from somebody else. Well, he's he. And the, well, no, the music. Did he win the lawsuit or lose it? Did he steal it? What? Well, because he, he owned did steal it, it, then but he did, he, no, the but lawsuit was over. Oh, he bought it he bought during the, the lawsuit. He bought the song from Queen during it. to preempt any, like, oh, to to stop, stop anything. Oh, yeah. stop the lawsuit. So, I couldn't figure that out. I forget okay, what he gotcha. paid. It was like $100,000 or something like that. And with his lawyer fees and everything, he ended up saving money buying the song outright. Van Winkle does Versus stuff, man. the lawyer fees and the lawsuits. He's, and uh, what he would have paid out and, and everything. I think he's so. touring, man. We'll have to go to one of his shows, yeah. Todd. I'll, I'll take you. It'll be my, I'll be that, my, my be pleasure. I want to see you. Dream come true. All right, I'll take, I'll take care of you, brother. Ice. I got you covered. I got you covered, <laughs> man. Hey, uh, another show I'd love for you to, to stop by, as everyone, is uh, going to be at Club Karma. And that is July 13th. You can get your tickets at Blooms. You can get them at my website. Uh, and it is July 13th, Club Karma. Gene Collier is going to be on the show. All right. I have a really talented young lady who's going to do some guitar work with me, uh, and she's going to she's she's going to do some stuff that night. But man, she is a voice, and I met her through Todd Sadie. Okay, Sadie is uh, just brilliant. Twenty uh, three year old young lady who has a voice to me. She's like uh, Stevie Nicks and Diana Krull together. Or something yeah. uh, amazing talent. But I'm going to do some I'm gonna break up in some uh, singing impressions for the night. Oh, nice! So a little bit, little different twist. Uh, July. Uh, 13th and uh, everyone don't forget uh, Bloom's Cigar we thank Bloom's all the time for having us here we love uh, Mark and everyone here at Bloom's and Craig right. and uh, also Yenzer Cards don't forget check out your Yenzer Cards at Giant Eagle it is uh, Jim Cren no restrictions no restrictions hey everybody just want to let you know with the Jim Cren no restrictions app now available on iTunes and Google Play. It's absolutely free. Streams 24-7 of no restrictions. Make it easy on Just get it today. It's on iTunes and Google Play. Jim Cran, no restrictions app.